You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships and identity. So, so, so scandalous. You're listening to Sin Nation and welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. For um, for the next couple of hours, we're going to be talking about all the naughty topics like sex, relationships, partying, things you probably wouldn't want to bring up at your family Sunday lunch. I'm your host, Maggie, and joined with me tonight is the lovely Claudia. Hello, Claudia. Hello. I'm glad we're joined <laughs> this evening, Maggie. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm very excited for tonight. Our two usual hosts for this evening, Sarah and Shira, are unfortunately unavailable. It's okay. So I'm here. I'm here for you. We've brought in Claudia, in. who's quite the expert on sex. <laughs> I have to, I, I'm oh, just going to be honest. Thank you, Maggie. Well, you know, I mean, I was thinking before, these are the sort of things that I bring up at my Sunday lunch because I have a bit of a tendency to be a little bit of a shit stirrer. Well, so. see, th- this is what I was going to ask you, you know, like maybe I wouldn't bring up these things at my family Sunday lunch because I have a fairly... Like, to put it night, like, I love my family, but they're fairly, like, conservative white. You know, they're the kind of, like, family you just talk about niceties with. You wouldn't just launch into... Yeah, shout out, Roz, and the rest of the Darwin crew, if you're listening, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, I'm talking more like my extended family. Anyway, we won't we won't get into that, but... um. No, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, I think I wouldn't do that with... I, see, this is the thing. I, I know it's wrong to do that with my extended family. I just do it anyway. So. <laughs> I can so imagine that too, and everyone just like a fork clattering, you know, and just being like, um, well, that's nice, Claudia. Yeah, Claudia, <laughs> like everyone else is like, Claudia, no, and I'm like, Claudia, yes, kind of situation. <laughs> oh, you've got to talk about these things somehow. Exactly. Some, you've got to bring it up. sometime. Yeah. You've got to keep things spicy because Christ knows <laughs> otherwise family lunches can drag on. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll just introduce ourselves a little bit for new listeners. I mean... Thanks for joining us, by the way, if you are new. Welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. And you can always get in touch with us on our Tumblr as well. We want to hear your questions because obviously we're talking about things that are naughty and rude and you might have a couple of questions about that. We love, we love questions. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, um, go to our Tumblr page, which is the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com. Go to the Ask tab and it's all anonymous. So just submit anything you want. It can be about sex, relationships, partying, drugs, the woes of being under 25 and submit your questions there and we'll do our best to answer them throughout the show. Do you reckon now that we've said like the woes of being under 25, we're going to get some about like, you know, housing and rental and like, prices? And, and, buying, <laughs> and buying avocado toast and whether or not that means mm-hmm. I can't afford a house anymore. I mean, you know, if you like... If you want to do that. Yeah, next up on the Naughty Rude Show, capital gains tax. <laughs> what that means for you. I mean, um, if someone could explain the capital gains tax to me, I'd really like that. In the, so, in the song break, Maggie, we can have a bit of a chat about it. Cool. Um, yeah. And we're going to be getting to a couple of your questions as well. We've got quite a few that have come in before the show. Some of you have gotten in early. Well done. Yeah. Preparation is key. On it, guys. Yeah. And we've got a couple of other things coming up too. We're going to be talking a bit, can you be an ethical ghost? Can you ghost on someone <laughs> and not be a dick? It's coming up. Up. We're also going to be talking about how to have a bit of how to have sex at, when you're living under your parents' roof as well. That's something also, that we've all had a bit of trouble with. Yeah, sex and masturbating. When yes, you live at how home. to get away with masturbating on a regular basis when yep. you live with your parents. Um, and something that's been in the news, w- which we'll be covering, um, sort of our current affairs section, is stealthing. You might have heard th- about that this week. Um, so we'll explain what it is and why everyone's worried about this new um, trend, I guess you can call it. Um, and we'll also be sort of delving into alternative forms of sex, in particular, eco-sex. 
which is a bit fun. So there's plenty of naughty and rude things to keep you interested on a Sunday night, but I reckon we should probably go to our first track, seeing as we've been nattering on a little bit. Yeah, before we do that, though, Ah, can we just quickly introduce ourselves? I tried to do that before, but you cut me off. Oh, I'm so sorry, Maggie. It's fine. Got too excited. So I'll go first. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My name is Maggie. As I said before, I'm 21 years old and I identify as straight, a straight female. Uh-huh. What about you, Claudia? Uh, well, hello. Uh, I'm Claudia. I'm 20 years old. I'm a bisexual female. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we're in class now. I know. You know I'm what's sorry. your favourite ice cream flavour, Maggie? <laughs> I'm sorry to do this. I just feel like if people are joining in, it's a personal show. They might no, no, get it's to nice. know us it's and nice. know where we stand. We should know? have some name tags and stuff just for this true, like... All you right, know, well, you're teasing vibe. me, so we're going to go to our first song now. Um, it is it's by Cut Copy. It's called Need You Now. You're on Sid Nation with Claudia and Maggie. This is the Naughty Road Show. And that song right there was Need You Now by Cut Copy. Um, you're listening to the Naughty Road Show on Sin Nation, and you're joined by Claudia and Maggie. But who is who? That's the question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Maggie. She's Claudia. Sorry. Sorry. That's all right. Thanks for joining us on this chilly Sunday evening, Uh, although we are on Sydney Nation, so maybe where you are it's kind of warm. Who knows? Yeah, because we're all across the nation. Anyone from around Australia can join in and listen. Anyone around the world online too, really. Oh, my. I know. That's actually really cool. International. Yeah. If you are an international listener, please let us know on our Tumblr. Which is... The Naughty Rude Show and you can send in any questions um, about love, sex, relationships, partying, drugs, all the naughty stuff, and we love getting your questions. So please send them in; it's all anonymous. Um, and but you haven't got an excuse not to. It's so easy to remember the name of the Tumblr. Exactly. I mean, we yeah, we like to make it straightforward for you, which is good. Exactly. Uh, so tonight it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix up show. We don't really have a theme. We're just kind of talking through a few naughty segments, but they're all interesting, I think. I reckon, in our own humble opinion, these are all interesting, (laughs) scintillating topics for you to listen to. mean our expert opinion. Yes, true, our (laughs) ex-sexpert opinion, I think, is the word you're looking for. It's not an official thing. It always seems to be used in magazines like Cosmopolitan, as if it's a real profession, (laughs) a sexpert. (laughs) It's so like... I I mean, they need to, you know, fake it till you make it. It's kind of isn't it's kinda the whole that point attitude? not faking it if you're a sexpert. That's quite <laughs> true. We should move on to our first segment. Yes, we though. should. Sorry, we're f- fluffing about. That's really. okay. It's that's fine. Um, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So, ghosting. Um, what is it, Claudia? What what is what Ooh. happens when you ghost? What happens when you ghost? Well, as someone who has been ghosted on and someone who has been a ghost, same. Yeah. So we're both. We're, he, as Snape would say in Harry Potter. Equally guilty. <laughs> um, did you did you hear the bitterness in my voice though? Yes, I did. I did As hear I, the bitterness in your voice, Maggie. Because this, is, if you quite, don't mind me saying, this is a very fresh topic, quite for you. raw. Like it this is a very raw. One. I, I think that's why I wanted to include it tonight. Because, but it is, but it is a big issue. So, so okay. essentially, ghosting is yeah. if you go out on a couple of dates with someone, or even one date with someone, uh, or even if you sleep with someone, you don't even have to. You don't even have to go on the date. You can just you can just have sex, uh, and if you just suddenly stop texting them, and they've been texting you, yeah, and then you just don't and you like just don't all, make any contact. All forms of communication are just cut, and that's and that's sort of a way of breaking things off. And it's become quite a 
I guess you could say like a modern phenomenon. Like this, oh, I, I, I bet this, like this wouldn't have happened quite like a few years ago. We should ask our mums. If and they've, dads, ever, if they've ghost- ever been ghosted. Or if they ghosted. If they ghosted. I wanna, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to text my mum in yep. the next song break and I'm going to see I, if I'm she A, knows what ghosting is and B, if it's ever happened to her because she grew up in the 70s and 80s and yeah. I'm wondering if it's a thing. I'm really interested to know. Yeah, I, I feel like my mum probably would have ghosted someone. She's a bit She's a bit like that. Your mum is like a total boss. I reckon she would have. <laughs> like, so is my mum actually. Yeah. I don't reckon my mum would have ever been ghosted on. Yeah. She would have been doing the ghosting. Yeah. But, for sure. So, so this is obviously Maggie for you this week. It's, a, it's unfortunately it's a very fresh. Yeah, topic. and I and I think that so. Okay, let me just quickly explain the situation. Um, I met a man on Bumble, which, by the way, if you're not already on Bumble and you're into dating apps, get around it. Yeah. Everyone on there is like, like you think so I think it, attractive. Yeah, they're all. It's like I was worried about people when I used to be on it. Yeah. I was worried that I was about to get catfished because everyone Same. is oddly. <laughs> So I was like, the fake accounts on these is out of hand, but yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't just, think so. <laughs> really hard. Anyway, and I and I think that ghosting has been encouraged by these apps because I was mm. reading an article the other day, which was saying like she was talking, this woman was talking about her experience where she'd been ghosted on, and it was her experience was quite similar to mine in that we hadn't just been out on like you know, one date and it was, you know, just like sort of broke off. Like she'd been out on quite a few dates and then all of a sudden this just like just never heard anything from this guy ever again. And he – but then like they randomly met up a bit later on and he was saying the reason he did it was because it was so easy. Like now – it's so easy to just find someone else that he didn't feel. And because it like they'd met online, he didn't feel like such an emotional connection. He was mm. like, yeah, it's just like easier for me to do this and I feel less bad about it mm. because, yeah. See, like it's hard too because like as someone who's completely on the outside of these sort of situations on the whole, mm. it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, people should just be honest because that's the right thing to yeah. do. And, and I you know, know what? Yeah. Like sometimes, because I've been in this position, I went on a Tinder date once and, you know, guy, really well-meaning but yeah. bloody weird. I know. Um, and I, and and I been... ghosted on him. See, yeah, and, and sometimes <laughs> it's just easier to do yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. And, sometimes, and, you know, sometimes a ghosting can be mutual. Yes, exactly. You can ghost each other. Yeah. But I guess I feel like the definition of ghosting is that someone's kind of shouting into the void and not getting a reply. <laughs> That's but, so sad. <laughs> yeah, the abyss. I looked into the abyss, but it didn't look back into me kind of thing. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> but, see, this is the thing, though, because I reckon we talked at the top of the show about being an ethical ghost, and I think yeah. there's a way you can do that. So we're going to chuck some pro forma on our Tumblr for you later later this evening. Yeah, so you can use this if you want, you know. As this a is, little guide because yeah. if you if you feel like the connection is just not there, it's not really working out. Or if they were super weird. Like, let's just be real. There's so many freaking weird people on these yeah, apps. Yeah, that's true. And, like, yeah, you may get a good story out of him, her or they, yeah. but, my God, you don't have to go through it more than once. Yeah, so, and you just don't really want to have to meet up with them over coffee to let them know it's not going to work out. Exactly. Even yeah. more awkwardness that you mm. should not have to deal with. So yep. the first thing, this is an easy two-step guide. Yep. Like I am so proud of us, Maggie. This is like two-step. condensed, I, yep. it's easy, it's straightforward, it's anyone, so fast. Like honestly. Anyone of any age can follow this We should guide, make this into a book. 
Like maybe a pamphlet because there is a, there are only two steps to it. So like that's true. A publishing company might look and be like, yeah, like it's look, a, we, we need a I sequel. Like, yeah, yeah, I like the idea, but just you know, you need maybe a few more pages. And by the end yeah. of the editing process, it's some sort of YA novel about a girl who falls <laughs> in love with a ghost. My dream. Um, so um, so basically, all you have to do is two things. One is about laying the foundations for the situation, which is just being very clear from the outset about what it is you want or don't want, because I think that's sure. a pretty key element. Yep. Um, and I think that's that might have been where I went wrong because we were just like, just going, we're like, hey, this hey. is good. And yeah. then, yeah, it wasn't. You can't see this on air. We're both kind of making finger guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which we, we do a lot, actually, in most situations, finger guns that have come into come it. Come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if we, that's probably one of the main tenets of our friendship, yeah. actually. Um, so basically, yeah, you just be very clear, and they should be very clear with you as well, because yeah. I think a lot of ghosting seems to happen when there's a bit of a breakdown in communication. And um, I think people get scared, especially with things like Tinder, because it, it's like, are you looking for it? You, you don't want to be that person who jumps in and is like, actually, I'm on here looking for marriage, like, and then scare the shit terrifying. out of them. Terrifying. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think, what do you think, like, how long should you leave it before you DTR to oh, find I the relationship? Think- Straight I away? Think, I think you should just be, if you're on Tinder or Bumble and you're having that convo, yeah. like if you're not looking for a relationship, just be very straight with them. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for something low-key and casual right now. Kind yeah. of, you know, for the sure. world's most vague phrase, <laughs> which is always so irritating if you're yeah. not the one saying it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, you know, this could be your get out clause. So by all means, feel free to be that guy, girl or person. Um and so the second step in this incredibly easy process is when you want to end things, send them a message. And I know that like a lot of people say it's unethical to send things via text. You should at least give them a call. Screw that. Yeah. Like, you, no. It's really <laughs> and – and I think, you know, all you've got to say is say you had a nice time. but Even not, if you didn't. Yeah. Just be polite. Just be <laughs> – just don't hurt – don't be a dick. Um, say you had a nice time but you aren't looking for anything at the moment. Um, and I think, you know – I, I don't think that's a big ask. You've just, like, you're not even in front of them. You're becoming a little bit of a keyboard warrior, but that's a good thing in this situation because it takes the awkwardness out of it because I don't know if you've ever been dumped in person, Claudia, but to Multiple be honest... Multiple occasions, actually, yes. Yeah, well, see... <laughs> I, and it's worse. To be honest, I would be I would rather be in the comfort of my own surround unless you're on like public transport or something and you get the text. Oh, oh hell no. Has but, that happened to you, Max? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell me about it. Tell me about your trauma. Go on. Um yeah, I was just, you know, sitting on a tram enjoying some I think I was listening to a podcast and then the dreaded text came along. And it just oh. because there's, there's nothing there's nothing you can really do about it either. You just you just have to sit there and like pretend everything's all good for like the next 20 minutes until you get off and just you know, and everything or, is so not all G. At yeah, that point. like every, yeah. everything's so not okay. I mean, you can put on sunglasses or something, but a- anyway, that's not what my point was. Yes, sorry. If you receive a text, you're kind of in your own little bubble and can deal with it instead of having to be in front of them. Mm. But anyway, I'm not advocating for breaking up with everyone over text because <laughs> if you've been like, you know, you're married, you can't be like, hey, <laughs> hey, Barbara, sorry, look, it's, it's over. Just, <laughs> it's just, I had a nice time, but like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just not looking for anything more serious at the moment. After 20 Imagine years of marriage, that. I'd be so, oh, the, the fury. I'd be livid. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're so right though because getting, having, having someone break up with you in person, it's just the 
thing that got me about it wasn't that I was sad because I wasn't. I was actually a little bit relieved when it happened to me. Yeah. But I was. It was so awkward. Yeah. The awkwardness is oh, like no. Actually, the horrific. last the last breakup experience I had, I unfortunately had to do the breaking up with. So I did the dumping, and it was horrible. Like everything I wanted to say. I didn't. I just I, I had this thing like planned out in my head of what I was going to say. None of that happened. Um, and then I almost, as I left, I almost patted him on the back. But I, <laughs> I didn't. Remember this. I, yeah. I stopped myself from doing it. But it was just, oh, it was the worst thing in the entire world. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've got you've got to do it, but it's also not fun. But our advice. So to go through the points quickly again. Mm. So to ethically ghost. Um, you've two got steps. to so two steps, two very simple, easy steps. Be clear about what you're looking for, and then if you do want things to end, just send them a message, just like a few words, just a line, short and sweet. Yeah, I feel like we've just given an infomercial for ghosting. <laughs> Someone should hire us. We should be. I don't hired, know what honestly. for. Yeah, but uh, professional ghosting advice, dating coaches, if you will. <laughs> Experts. Like, yes, experts. Oh, my God, we finally found. Cosmo, we're here and we're waiting for you. <laughs> we're uh, ready. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll post um, some pro forma for you on the mm-hmm. Tumblr to make it easy, even easier for you to follow. You can just, like, co- co- cut, copy, and paste. Yeah, cut, so, copy, just like the band we were listening to before. Very nice. Oh, lovely segue. Love me a segue. Um but yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it for how you've got to ethically ghost. I reckon. Um, just the the main principle here: don't be a dick. Exactly. Just just think about as your mum might say to you: treat people how you want to be treated. My mum literally says that to me on such a regular basis. Oh, same here. Same like here. I grew and up I don't, with that phrase. Oh yeah, and teachers. You <laughs> yes. know, everyone wise in the world says it to you. So I think that they're onto a good thing, guys. Exactly. Um, and I mean, it. yeah, and it, and it does, it, you know, ghosting is made easier by these apps. And these apps are great. I'm a massive fan of them. Um, but, yeah, you've just got to be nice about it, I think. Mm. Yeah. We're going to go to a song that relates to ghosting. Now. So apt. And what a tune, too, it, yeah, can I just say. It's a bit of a banger. Like, that was a bit of a, you know, bit of a sad topic, Um Especially if you've been ghosted or had to do the go, you know, you didn't have to, but whatever. Well, Um, you don't have to, but my God, it's a lot easier, isn't it, really? That's right. So this one's a bit of a banger. It's uh, Ghosts by The Presets. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. We'll be back soon. And that one was Fuck You Very Much by Lily Allen. Um, And the one before that was Ghosts by The Presets. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. I'm Maggie and we're joined by Claudia. Hello. Hello and thank you for joining us on The Naughty Rude Show on this here Sunday evening. It's great to have your company. It is. It definitely is. Um, So tonight we've been talking, we just talked about ghosting, which is why those songs were the songs they were. I think the second edition, the the Fuck You Very Much song, it's a bit of a... It's a comeback. Yeah. It's a comeback track from when you've been ghosted and you're, like, ready to, you know... Exactly. Get over it. Yeah, you're just kind of, like, lamenting on sort of, you know, you didn't need that person that much anyway. It's fine. No, just some Tinder or Bumble, bro. No way. That's that's right. Lily Allen knows what's up. She definitely does. Um, But we're going to be talking about um, a couple of 
sex phenomenon, sort of sex alternative sex phenomenon. I guess you could I call guess them things you might have things you might have heard a bit about in the news recently. So if you haven't been living under a rock over the weekend, and if yes. you do like to spend your weekends under a rock, that's okay. Uh, you know, no, you're we're right. not going to shame you for that, especially not on this program. No, this is a safe space. Yes, it most certainly is. So. Um, this weekend, though, saw the global. Uh, there's been a bunch, essentially, of protests yes. uh, regarding global warming. The Trump administration. He's just had his first 100 days, if I am correct. Yes, in thinking you that, are. I believe I am. You yes. Are. Here's a bit of a grab for one of the protesters up in Sydney this weekend. It was. It was basically a woman in Sydney talking about um, how she doesn't particularly like the fact that before Donald Trump was elected. He was saying that climate change was a hoax and um, since coming into administration has undone a lot of the environmental policy work that Obama did while he was in office. Um, and just, the, you know, the fact that, you know, cl- climate change is a thing and people do care about it around the world. And I guess this protest was just a way to show that against, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sort of make Trump aware that people do care about it. But... How does this relate to sex, Claudia? Yes, so essentially last weekend, I suppose all those protests were about climate change, but this is kind of delving into something a little bit different to that, although I'm sure there would have been a lot of people at these marches uh, a week ago who would have been interested in this topic, which is Mm. ecosexuality, which is essentially not a practice per se, but this idea, it's also known as sex ecology, um, and it's the idea that you can be involved sexually with the environment and it can be a really important part of your sexuality Um, and it's also really tied up in a lot of um, thinking around climate change because it's about conserving the planet you're Mm. on. And and being more connected to the earth. Um, Mm. So I guess, you know, a massive part of sex is intimacy. So if you're intimate with um, Mother Nature, you're going to have a better understanding and a better, you know, more of a respect for it, I guess. I, that, that's and more my of an inclination too, and more mm. of an inclination to preserve and protect it. And so Amanda yeah. Morgan, who's one, who's a faculty member um, at the UNLV School of Community Health Sciences, she actually has a really good definition of ecosexuality in the ecosexual movement. Um, and this is a quote from her, and she says that ecosexuality could be measured in a sense that isn't unlike the Kinsey scale. So you might be familiar with the Kinsey scale of measuring like homosexuality and heterosexuality yeah. uh, on a scale of kind of, you know, either like being right down one end and being really heterosexual or right up the other end and being really kind of dead set homosexual, but we won't go too much into that now. Um, But essentially on the one end of the ecosexual scale, um, Amanda Morgan says you've got people who try and use sustainable sex products, so like sustainable sex toys or who enjoy skinny dipping and naked hiking. And I didn't realise naked hiking was a thing, but there you go. I didn't either. That's amazing. (laughs) I guess you'd sweat less good for them and so would you yeah i yeah because you don't have imagine what would you do if you want to be the person at the front of the line though wouldn't you (laughs) (laughs) let's be real i don't know hikers like if you're a passionate hiker you got a good booty on you like i wouldn't mind but (laughs) i don't know really look i think maybe we're just not into naked hiking (laughs) which is also okay. Wow, I can't believe you're assuming this about me. I might be a secret naked... Anyway, no, I'm not. <laughs> Are you a secret naked hiker, Maggie? Gosh, I feel like this is really deep in our friendship. You got um, me. <laughs> and so on the other end of this 
uh, Kinsey-style scale, according to Amanda Morgan, is people who roll around in the dirt having an orgasm covered in potting soil. So, And people who masturbate under a waterfall. I mean, the masturbating under a waterfall really that doesn't sound too really... far-fetched, actually. That sounds quite enjoyable. Sounds very peaceful and quite lovely. Quite pleasant, really. Like something out of it, you know. Well, I was going to say a Disney film, but that's a bit adult for a Disney film, isn't Maybe it? Maybe in the future. Disney's becoming quite progressive these days. Yes, no, they you... had some lesbians in... Finding Dory, and apparently that sent everyone into oh, a tailspin. Oh, and Beauty so, and the know, Beast. We're one step away from orgasming under a waterfall, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. Um, and now, last year, the Pony Express, a performance art group, did a show um, called the Ecosexual Bathhouse. And you actually went along I to went it, along Claudia. under the guise of being a reviewer. But I was yep. really just curious to see what it was all about. So I went along to this performance and basically um, they had they had a season up in Sydney before they came to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and in Melbourne it was at the Botanical Garden, so in a very lovely eco setting. Yeah, um, that would have In been. this gardener's cottage. Um, and they'd kind of... Essentially, when you walked in, you'd put on um, some kind of garment. So it could either be like a face mask with, mm. that had sprouts growing out of it or like the one I had to wear was this weird restraint on my finger uh, that put me in the kind of group of submissives and I was – I didn't get to choose that. Uh, but, you know, that's where okay. they, they put me. Uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. And so that kind of had an impact on how the performers in this space would interact with you and it was quite interesting. Right. So, for instance, there was one woman who was dressed as a snake who took me into a room, strapped me to a rock <laughs> and um, <laughs> proceeded... <sounds> so hot. <laughs> well, she was in a, in a cat suit that was like had a kind of snake scale fabric on it um, and then she proceeded to kind of do a, a kind of interesting dance on me okay. um, and on the floor in front of me and I realised later that was actually meant to mimic a snake that was preparing um, a meal out of an animal. So right. that was what was happening. Um, yeah, I mean, that's quite a common kink I hear. Is, is it dressing um, up as a snake and, and then, eating and then someone? preparing to eat them. <laughs> wow. Well, that was, yeah, that was basically that element of the yeah. performance. But there were some other really interesting parts of it too. So there was a whole bath where you could dip your hands in this dirt by reaching through. I think I saw a clip yes. of that. And yeah. so you'd reach through, and this is a, a quote, some glory holes to get into mm. the bath full of soil and really like put your hands in there and kind of yeah. feel about. And there was a whole station of like scents that you could kind of put on, yeah. um, which is obviously very tied to what animals do in the wild. Mm. And then there was another interesting one where you could sit next to a bath that had liquid nitrogen coming out of it and a whole bunch of plants and it was kind of like a swamp, pick up a phone and and through the receiver, the swamp would talk to you until the swamp had an orgasm. It oh was my quite goodness. interesting. Yes, you were dirty talked. I dirty talked to a swamp a plant, and you know and what? It got plant. super wet. Was what it kept telling me. <laughs> so <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, if yeah. the swamp was dry, I'd be so sad. I'd be like, there's wow. a few. Uh, yeah, it'd probably mean it's dying. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm so bad at dirty talk that I dried even a swamp. Like, <laughs> my god, that, that's an insult to keep. I mean, not, not many people would get it. No, it's very specific to people who yeah. go to the ecosexual bathhouse. But so, as much as we're laughing about it, it's actually quite an interesting yeah, idea. Did, did you it. feel, I mean, I don't know if you identify as someone who's an eco, what, what would you say? An uh, eco, ecosexual. Look, I don't. An ecosexual being. Did you feel more like connected, like you had a better understanding and appreciation for the earth after you left the ecosexual bathhouse? No, not particularly, but I was interested in the ideas. Look, what I liked, I think what I liked about it was um, there was one room actually that was really nice, which was like a kind of afterglow room. Mm. Uh, So it was this 
perfectly white kind of bed that you could lie on and it was surrounded by trees. It was really nice, like That's blue really nice. lighting and you could put on these glasses yeah. that essentially created the effect where all the lights in the room turned into hearts. And so that was really nice. But I think the main thing to come out of it was an interest in the ideas of ecosexuality. And I think it's kind of interesting how sexuality could almost be viewed as this incentive to save the earth and the planet. Yeah, because I because I feel like... You know, that a lot of people out there care a lot about sex. And so maybe, you know, if they were more connected to Mm. the earth in a sexual way. And I would say on terms of my reaction to it, like it was very much this this kind of performance was very much at the end of, as Amanda Morgan said before, or she didn't say, but we quoted her, um, as she has said, it's very much uh, people rolling around in the dirt having an orgasm. And I can't (laughs) say that I'm one of those people. Um, But definitely, like, open to the idea of using more, like, eco-friendly products and, like, looking how, for instance, like, condoms are really harmful to the environment. That's a really interesting topic. plastics as well. For sure. And I, you know, there hasn't, you know, there's been quite a bit of discussion about um, eco-friendly menstrual products. Yes. Female menstruation products. Yes. Um, But not a lot about eco-friendly sex products. Because I, I feel like they might be quite a large contributor to landfill. There's a lot of plastics. Yeah, involved. yeah, there is. Um, so yeah, something to. Think are you going to be? Guess. Are you going to be looking at these ideas a bit more, Mags? I mean, like, where do you, where do you sit on the ecosexual scale? Are you rolling around in the dirt, or are you under a waterfall, or are you? Where are you? You know, the waterfall idea doesn't sound awful. It sounds pleasant, actually. But I mean, maybe to start off with, I really yeah, and like my big thing for the year, you know, like one of my many. Um, New Year's resolutions was to sort of get into like sustainable fashion and all that. So maybe I should look into sustainable sexual products as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Can you report back next week, please? I, I will. I, <laughs> I want to find I out definitely will. And also, if you guys, our, li- our lovely, lovely listeners, have had any experience in this, if you um, if you went along to the eco-sexual bathhouse last year or you know any sort of more... Please feel free to join the conversation on our Tumblr page, which is the Naughty Rude Show or our Twitter Naughty Rude at Naughty Rude. It's just that, um, and we've also got an R section on our Tumblr page, which is where you can submit any kind of questions you have about naughty topics like sex, relationships, drugs, partying, all that, all that kind of jazz. Um, it's all anonymous, and we love getting questions. So the address for that one was the Naughty Rude Show. Um, .tumblr.com um, We're going to go to a song now Now this is this is my choice Because I Really I really like this song Why did you pick it Banks Is my question <laughs> See I'm, I've been looking forward to this track For the whole show It's, it's a very Okay so I'll explain What's the ethos The reasoning <laughs> Yep So It's um It's Nigel Westlake The Wetland Suite And it's a very Okay, so I was first introduced... This is a bit weird. I was first introduced to this song by my mother. She's a massive Nigel Westlake fan. Um, But he does a lot of music around sort of natural environments. And I feel like this... um, yeah. You, you did say before that this is the kind of track you could potentially have sex to out in nature. Um, do you reckon this is something my swamp would have listened to? Possibly. Actually, I'm just going to make a correction. Sorry. Mm. This is the Antarctica suite, not the wetland oh. suite. Uh, there is a wetland suite that exists in the world, but it's not this one. It's the Antarctica suite. So I feel, you know, like the soaring melodies, the little guitar you know, I don't I don't think they're called riffs in classical music, but sort Probably of the little not, no. you know, like little guitar melodies. Very, I don't know, it's just peaceful and it's nice. But, I mean, I said this before I re-listened to the track. 
And then after listening to it, I was like, I feel like if I started to have sex with someone and they're like, let me just set the mood and put this song on, I'd be a bit taken aback. I'd just be like, wow, okay. So I'd be like, hang on, let's, let's, chuck, on, let's chuck on a little yeah, bit of okay. sweet on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Claudia and Maggie. See, how would you put it on? Would you just chuck it on a, on a boombox or something? Listen to that harp. How romantic how romantic sounding is that harp? I'm, I'm dancing a little bit to this now. <laughs> but I mean, imagine this as you're taking your clothes off. <laughs> this deeply unsettles me, Maggie. But um, look, let's, let's, let's let the track, let's let the track uh, speak for itself. Yeah. We'll be back in a little bit on Sid Nation with the Naughty Rude Show. And that one right there was the Antarctic Suite by Nigel Westlake. Um, you're n- listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Maggie. I'm Maggie, and you're joined by Claudia. Hello, and you were just listening to that Nigel Westlake track uh, because we were talking a little bit about <laughs> ecosexuality. This is the Naughty Rude Show. We do talk about all things sex, drugs, rock and roll. Rock and roll really comes into it, uh, I have to say, on the program. But essentially, we were talking a little bit before about ecosexuality and Maggie chose that track uh, as I, one to potentially have sex to in the wild essentially. Okay. Interesting choice, You're bullying Megs. me. You're bullying me about <laughs> this choice. But, I'm yeah, I mean upon reflection, I think that maybe it Look, it's epic. Yeah, it, exactly. That That's why I chose it. You know, like if you're, just imagine you're out bloody camping with a mountain in the background and that is your soundtrack. That's you know, especially that that second half where it gets like oh, quite you know, soaring bit, yeah, orchestral, yeah. orchestral, <laughs> orchestral. New, even wow, we've made new words even on tonight's program. Orchestral. orchestral. I quite like that. Um, yes. No, look, I think I'd be impressed if someone had the guts to put that on if I was out, you know, boning uh, during camping <laughs> with a mountain in the background. Apparently, I mean, it'd uh, be the most dramatic sex you've ever had in your life. I feel. Yeah, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pretty ballsy move. That's right. Anyway, we'll move on to our third segment for tonight. Um, the opposite of having sex in the wild, essentially having sex when you live know. under the roof of your parents. Well, <laughs> at least it's inside. Yeah. Um, so everyone who's been a teenager at some point has probably uh, had to have had some kind of sexual activity, whether it's with yourself uh, or with another person or people as yeah. well. Could be a group. But, I mean, there's a lot of under 25s or even over 25s who are still living with their parents, you know, housing affordability Mm -hmm. and all that. Capital gains tax, man. We were talking about that before. We said we'd bring it up. (laughs) And here here we are. Right now on the Naughty Rude Show, capital gains tax. Uh, but essentially, so how how do you have how do you get away with having good sex uh, under the roof of your parents, or if you're in a share house as well, or we have yeah. a roommate? And it's kind of about you know, it's not even just how do you get away. You know, it's like about politeness as well, because mm-hmm. you know, not everyone wants to hear your. I would go so far as to say, no one, no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially your parents. Like, oh. I, and I don't think you'd want your parents exactly. to hear you d- doing that. Well, and imagine either. the reverse too. You don't want to hear your parents. No, that's right. So we've got we've <laughs> <laughs> moving on so animal. fast. Oh, yep, sorry, God, I don't want to think about that. Um, so we've come up with some basic ideas um, yes. to you know help you sort of get getting around this. Mm-hmm. So rule yeah. one. 
Yeah. And this is probably the best. This is like the best option you could have. Wait for them to leave. So wait for them to go out because if hopefully, hopefully you're in a situation where your parents at some point during the day, week or month would leave the house. And when that time comes, you've got to move so fast. You do. This is like a military operation. Yeah, because because the thing is they're leaving. But, you know, and they, they you know, your mum is like, I'm going out for coffee with Jenny. That could be five minutes, could be five hours. Um, so All you know is you've got like T minus 10 minutes to have an orgasm, so you better get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> you pull that phone out faster than you ever have in your... You know that meme where it's like, hey, come over. Mm-hmm. You know, my you're, parents. You're are that out. chicken that's yeah. running around the corner. That's your partner or partners. That's the situation. So you have to maybe even do a bit of pre prep. Text yep. them. Text them before, like, you know, mum or dad or, you know, whoever your parents are. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's a bit rough if they live on the other side of the city. You're like, you need to get here in two minutes because we have eight minutes left. Like, <laughs> yeah, so do a bit of pre prep. Yeah. Find out, you know, interact with your parents, which hopefully you're already doing. Uh, hopefully you've actually talked to them yep. recently uh, enough to find out what they've got planned for their day. So find out, you know, what's going on. Give your partner or partners a bit of a heads up. Yeah. Uh, get them to come round just as your mum and dad are leaving. Or so tell your mum and dad that they're coming round potentially unless that will get you in trouble. Yeah. Um, or alternatively, if your parents aren't going to leave the house, which is a shame, <laughs> wait for them to be doing kind of some kind of task that requires a bit of time or effort or is extremely loud. So, for instance, vacuuming is a really good one. Yeah. If they're in the house, if they've got to be there, like, you know, that takes a bit of time to vacuum the whole house, except when they come in to the room which is always, see, that's always like it adds a bit of tension is like, you know, when, when they're vacuuming and they're about to come in. Is that, is that like, exa- <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's like, every, I think everyone could kind of relate to this when, <laughs> okay, when your parents are like this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting it together. Okay, I'm getting it together. Vacuuming is There's quite like, amazing, isn't no. it? <laughs> <laughs> it's that really like focused face they've got when they open the door, they can't hear anything. Then they can't hear anything else, and then they're just like they're so focused mm. on just getting the grime off your carpet, and so they just like throw. Watching, yeah. yeah, they they throw the door open. And it's kind of there's like maybe like ten seconds because mm. there's still a lot of noise from the vacuum mm. before they realised what they've just walked in on. And so, to avoid that, we come to our next step. That's happened to me, by the way, <laughs> and it was one of the worst <laughs> moments I think of my entire life. <laughs> oh no! It was yeah, truly. I feel. Like I feel a like horror a, movie. a few people have a story like that. It's all vacuum related too. It's always the vacuum. It's That's always, always the, the household task. Because parents, you're so right. They're like determined to vacuum the house all in one go. Never yeah. more than once. Because everyone knows that vacuum cleaners are a bloody bugger to get out of the. Oh cupboard. no! I yeah no. When I vacuum, it's only I do it in one hit. Yeah, like, it's like watching a soldier in a war zone. Like that's the level. <laughs> that's of why I was laughing so much because there's that face of determination. You know the frown where they're just like, I am cleaning Ready this to up. Go. Yeah, yeah. And so the other option. Yeah. If they, you know, if they're not gonna leave, uh, if they're cooking dinner, that might also work. Um, but for the love of God, if you can lock the door, please lock the door for your own for your own 
health and safety, or, or just I was going to say. Yeah. But, you know, for your own sanity <laughs> um, and not being scarred for life. Yeah, and or just put something up against it, something quite heavy to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to bide you a bit of time. Because if you can hear, like, a bit of, you know, resistance to get in the door, you, mm-hmm. you know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And it, it gives you, like, you know, a bit of time. You know, all you need is two seconds to get them under the covers, you know, yep. just to make yourself decent. Yeah, If it's already right. going to be awkward. Yeah. Um. There's also, you know, if they're not going to leave the house, you can do it sort of sneakily, I guess, without, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta without keep your volume levels down. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes them being in the house is unavoidable. Like seeing as they own it, they have a right to be there. You know. Oh, so sad. Yes. Yeah. So some tips for keeping the noise down. So you can put some music on. Maybe something with a lot of drumming is what I'd recommend because yeah. you've always got to contend if you're having sex in a bed or on a chair or something. You've always kind of got to contend with like that headboard noise of kind of yeah, like, exactly. So I was actually a bit, a lot of drumming. Like, listen to that. See? Yeah, Claudia's just turned into a drummer. You should get her to record some yeah, stuff so you should play that. ULP. Um, <laughs> I was actually just about to suggest something like. Perhaps Nigel Westlake's Antarctic Suite. <laughs> there was a lot of different sounds and very loud sounds in that. So yeah, and the thing is, if you play that song, your parents aren't going to think you're having sex. No, like, they'll be like, no, surely not. Surely not. Surely not. Surely they just love classical music. But I reckon you need something with a bit of bass because you know. Yeah, or maybe that's just the like sound you're obscuring a really, you know, or just like a really odd, obscure song that you would never think you'd have sex to. Oh, true. What do your parents hate? Play that. <laughs> Play that Oh, track. no, but but maybe if you did that, they'd come in and be like, please turn that shit off. No, you know? no, like keep it down. Yeah. But like something that isn't intolerable, just annoying. Like, yeah. for instance, my parents, when I was in oh, primary school, maybe wouldn't, you know, primary school's not a good example, but yeah. in early high school Whoa. years, <laughs> um, hated top 40. Still hate top forty. In fact, yeah. playing that at a, like a low level could do the trick. But in terms of also keeping the noise down, if you don't have creaky floorboards, because creaky floorboards are equally problematic in this yeah, situation. They definitely are. If they're not too creaky, you can chuck a kind of like roll out mattress, couple of blankets down, or nothing at all actually, and have sex on the floor because you can make that hot. You yeah, can make that work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've just you've got to be wor- careful of um, bruising. Yourself? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean be Don't mindful of yourself. that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is kind of hot because it's like, you know, raw and mm-hmm. wooden. Raw and wooden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. Take away message here on the Naughty Ruto. Raw and wooden. Um, or <laughs> alternatively. <of> the <laughs> or alternatively, if you do have those creaky floorboards, mm. which are the mortal enemy <laughs> of quiet sex. Yeah. Um, have sticks. Have sticks. Sticks. Have, mm, have sex standing up against a wall. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot, but pretty yeah. quiet. I'm yet to have any noise issues with that. Yeah, because you kind of you're just like standing up. Doing yeah, it. you're just yeah. standing up. Takes a lot of stamina, too. That's your mm. main issue. If you're not fit, sadly, you might have to do a bit of a combo of all of these things, which is yeah. unfortunate if you're trying or you to could save just time. Take a water break. I don't know. Take a water break. <laughs> what, like half time? Get out the oranges, kind of thing. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with solutions to this problem. Rather than right? problems. Yeah. Um, so there's if, also, you know, if your partner isn't allowed over, because this is a bit of an issue for mm. a lot of young people, you know, starting off relationships. They might, you know, strict parents, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you have a car, 
you can do it in the car. Yes, and so you know. Maggie, when when you're in the car, yeah. What do you reckon? Tip number one, put the seat back as yep. far as it'll go. Or actually, my technique was always to go into the back seat. Oh, um, interesting. And then you can Unless you have like back? a smart car. <laughs> yeah, get into the back of your battery-operated car and yeah. see how that works out. I don't know. You. I'd always like lie down on the back seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just like pretend it's a bed. <laughs> so can you fold? Isn't in? it? Yeah, um, yeah why not? Um, I mean, can you fold the back seats like back into the boot? I mean, that would work quite oh, nicely. Oh, that could. Yeah, I, I, get, I guess so. I've never, I've never tried that one, but um, and if you yeah, do possibly. Have, if you do, if your back seat is a bit small, you just put the front seats back. Yeah. But park somewhere where you're not going to roll down a hill. Yeah. And please put the handbrake down because otherwise someone's going to get an injury. Yes. And it's not going to be fun. No, that's right. And also, I don't know, just make sure that you park in a secluded area. Yes, don't do it in like you know the middle of the Westfield car park, please. <laughs> that's not very nice. I mean, you know, public sex is exciting, but probably but not for the illegal. person. You know, the family that walks past and sees <laughs> you. You know, and like you know, we all dream of the whole like steaming up the Titanic esque mm-hmm. hand print on, on the, the windscreen. Window, yep, but maybe not. As look, you said, in a Westfield car park. <laughs> look, there's, there's exhibitionism and then there's illegal activity. Yeah. And we don't want you to get arrested. And then imagine, <laughs> imagine what you see the whole the thing. Lawsuits the lawsuits would be insane. The whole point of this is yeah. avoiding your parents. Can you imagine having to say, Mum, Dad, <laughs> I'm really sorry that I had sex in a Westfield car park <laughs> in front of that four-year-old? Like, you know, that's not what you want I to just, happen. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, if you're on your own... Um, okay. You a couple, have a of, couple tips. of options, yeah, for you know keep keeping it quiet. Um, if you you have to get a quiet vibrator, um, because some of them oh I don't so know. loud. Check <laughs> the reviews. Check the reviews because I mean, that is a big mistake. Yeah, because you, you don't want to, the awkwardness of um you know like firing up your vibrator. Yeah. And it's sounding like a small lawnmower. And then your parents walking in and being like, well, what's that? Why have you got the lawnmower in your room? And you're like, oh, oh I don't know. I, oh, oh, I just really wanted a back massage. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that's it. Um, um, so go for a yeah. quiet one. Check the reviews. If you are game enough to go into a shop, um, ask the sales assistant. They might have some out for demonstration as well that you can kind of test yeah. uh, on your hand. Uh, so <laughs> Thank you for making that, that distinction because, my goodness, the yes, sanity was, issues in that. Oh, Whoa. S- sanitary. Sanity. <laughs> sanitary. Sorry, not sanity. Honestly, mix of both, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. So, or you could always just use your hand if that works for you or a pillow. Yeah. Um, Do it in the shower. Mm, um, the best way to get around all of these issues because no one's going to know that you've just suddenly gone really quiet. Because <laughs> that's always a sign. No, no one really yells no or talks in the shower. I guess you could sing while you do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, if you're into singing while you wank, I'd love to hear about that, actually, because I've never met anyone who does that before. So please get in touch on our Tumblr. It's the Naughty and, and Room what Show. what song do you sing while you do it? I mean, that's a bit personal, but no, if you're comfortable with sharing know. that, that's, that's actually a really interesting thing. Thing, but we do have a Tumblr page, um, yeah, which us. you can submit those comments to. It's uh, the Naughty Rude Show mm-hmm. um, It's anonymous, so if you're a bit embarrassed about that, don't worry. We're not going to know who you are. We're actually just probably going to respect you. Like I have respect for anyone who's game enough to sing while they wank. <laughs> Truly, like <laughs> me too. I'm yeah. That's a multitasking. Multitasking. As well. And our next tip would probably be 
be to wait until it's a really late evening, everyone's gone to bed, everyone's asleep all through the early morning. Yep. If you sing, probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> and again, a lot of a lot of like the tips that we've spoken about before. So like putting on some music with like a lot of drum beats or a heavy bass could help. Um, how to get rid of the signs too that you've been having having a bit of a fun time with yourself. I'd imagine chuck the tissues in the bin for the love of God. Bin them. I mean, what else? Because, I mean, is there any, usually any other evidence? Hide the vibrator at the back of the drawer. Yeah. And somewhere where your mum or dad isn't going to find it when they're putting their socks away, just saying that for a friend. Yeah, I guess, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, being being a girl and masturbate, you know, there's not there's not a lot of like things you need to hide. It just kind of, you do it. And then yeah, it. but if you if you were someone in possession, for instance, of a penis, Maggie, like, you know. <laughs> there I are have, those people out there, aren't there? There are those yeah, people. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And there's evidence when you wank, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, so I guess just like disposable, disposal is um is key. So mm-hmm. just clean up after yourself. Yeah, no um, one wants to find that. Put no. the sock straight into the washing basket if you use those. Yeah. You know, my mind was blown the other week. Yeah, tell me. Because <laughs> for ages I thought like someone with a penis would masturbate with the sock on the whole time. And I always thought like, wow, that'd really cause chafing and be extremely painful. That's what I thought too. I know. They, and they put don't. it on at the end. Oh, that makes so I much know. sense. That makes so much sense. I know. Actually, I had I had a friend just story time quickly. Um, yeah, I, I had a friend who um, they always said that they they went to the toilet to do it. Oh, so they just like just straight into the toilet and then flush it. That's so quick, though. Wouldn't people think you were taking like twenty years in the bathroom? Yeah, I don't. Were they like a really quick? I'm not sure. I think the other the other thing we were all having a bit of a laugh about was like, do you sort of do it and then <laughs> quickly run to the toilet? <laughs> Finish and then you're oh, all good. Oh my god! But yeah, I'm not sure how you, you might encounter a couple of parents or someone on the way there, so maybe that's a bit too risky. Um, mm. But yeah, so hopefully that's helped you a little bit because it is a bit of an issue, you know, mm. a bit of an awkward issue as well. And so, if you have any tips too, like again, hop on that tumble page and let us know, please. We'd we'd love to know, especially the singing one. I'm well. Speaking I'm, of singing, we do yeah, have a song. We do. That is very apt. This is The Divinals with I Touch Myself um, and you're listening to Sin Nation on... Oh, you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation, not Sin Nation on Sin Nation with <laughs> Claudia and Maggie. Uh, Divinals with I Touch Myself. I Touch Myself by The Divinals on Sin Nation. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show with Claudia and Maggie. Hey there. I'm Maggie. <laughs> Hello. I'm Claudia, in case you hadn't already worked that out uh, by you know, deducing that yeah. mystery. Um, um, we're going to chuck to a couple of questions now. You can send us your own questions uh, at our Tumblr page. It's thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com. Uh, we've still got uh, 45 minutes left on the program. There's still time. You can still get your questions There is in. time. And, I mean, because this is Sin Nation and, as you were saying before, Technically, anyone from around the world could be listening to this show right now. You know, I'd really like to get an international perspective mm. on this, you know. Absolutely. And so many, so, there's so many options of people who could send in questions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and we love we love getting them. I, I love talking about other people's problems, maybe because it sort of helps me, like, steer away from 
my own, maybe. I don't Ooh, know. This suddenly got very deep. <laughs> maybe we should move on to the question. Yes, let's. <laughs> so anonymous, because you can stay anonymous when you send us a question yeah. at our Tumblr page, uh, has said, there's a cute boy in my class at school and I really Ooh. like him, but I don't know how to tell him and I'm nervous he won't like me back. What should I do? Well, Aww. anonymous. Good for you. That's really nice. Yeah. So... This depends. Have you been getting any signals at all that you can think of that this cute boy might be interested in being going on a date with you, let's say? Yeah. And I and I think um, it's always good to – I mean, my method to work this stuff out is by talking to absolutely everyone I know, you know, asking them for advice. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it is quite good sometimes to get sort of like a sounding board of opinions, you know, and just like – validate, you know, whether or not you think these signs are happening or not. Mm. Um, And also, like, it might be good to do a bit of informal research is probably the wrong word, but make sure that their sexuality kind of matches up with yours, Yeah, exactly. That's probably a really important one to try and suss out. For sure. Just to kind of avoid any awkwardness there. And obviously, like, if you don't want to tell your friends, potentially, in case that might cause you a bit of trouble, um, maybe just, you know, try and spend, if you can, casually spend time with them in class, just sit next to them, have a bit of a convo and be like, oh, we should study later or something like that. Yeah, or just like a casual or even... um, you know, organise like a group thing to the movies. Perfect. And then that often will t- I mean, if you have similar friends um, or friends in common or whatever, you can organise like a group date to the movies or, you know, a group bowling session and you can just spend a bit more time with them than everyone else. I think that's a really good way to make it and take the awkwardness out of it a and the pressure. pressure, yeah. Um. And so, yeah, but good luck because I, you know, it's, it, it is, it is a tricky one and it's quite scary, but it might also pay off and end in happiness and, you know. You never know. Joy. You could have met your soulmate if there's such a thing that That's exists. Right. And I think it's always good, you know, and like rejection is awful, but it's always good to give it a go, you know, because you never know until you try. That's my you know, ethos. And for a long time, I was like, no, I'm too scared. You know, like, I, I don't, I don't want to give this a go, but you're like, and then nothing will ever happen. And that'll suck even more. Exactly. If you don't put yourself forward and open yourself up to these things, um, then yeah, you'll never know. Mm, plus so. as any like parent or grandparent would say, it's character building. <laughs> oh it's my character goodness. building for you. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, kind of leaving out the part where you're terrified and scared witless. Crying. <laughs> Cry. Yes, exactly. Um, but hopefully that goes well for you, Anonymous. Yeah, Good I luck. really... Oh, my heart's in this one. Yeah, I feel really invested in this all yeah. of a sudden. I hope you're listening. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Well, hopefully you can always podcast the show too. We are at syn.org.au 24-7. Yeah. yeah, and that podcast should be up sometime this week. Pretty um, soon, hopefully, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is there another question there for us to answer? Uh, there is. So someone, another Anonymous, has asked us... What does it mean to identify as non-binary? I've mm. heard it before, but I'm not really sure what it means, and I'm interested. Well, it kind of if you can think of the gender binary as a very strict idea of what it means to be either a man or a woman. Yeah. Uh, so a woman, obviously, someone like a female, has female anatomy, yep. and then a man who is someone with like male anatomy and kind of characteristics that are assigned to those two things. So, for instance, if you're a woman, um, you're a bit more... 
timid, potentially, or loving and caring compared to a man. Who well, I guess that's what mass- society has told exactly, us. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. What Sorry. I was about to say was the fact that if you kind of exist outside of this binary, yeah. as most people do, it's about viewing gender on perhaps a scale. Yeah. Um, where not everyone fits into these strict categories and, in fact, kind of about breaking down those categories and acknowledging how they may not actually be close to the truth at all. Exactly. And I guess um, non, non-binary non is um, sort of a more fluid idea of gender. So you don't def- define yourself or sort of restrict yourself to certain characteristics which have been, you know, which are sort of the traditional sense of gender. Um, and you don't have to fit into either of those kind of categories if you don't want to. And you can kind of, you know, take parts from any of them as well. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of, you just kind of flow through whatever you're feeling like, which I think is pretty cool. It's pretty good. And yeah. you don't have to box yourself in and no one else should be trying to box you in either. That's right. Because yeah. a lot of people, unfortunately, feel more uncomfortable about this than, mm. you know, you do. Yeah. Um, and they will potentially, you know, try and put you in one box or the other and that's not what they should be doing at all. That's right. Um, and so to identify as non-binary would be to kind of not exist outside that system but just kind of deciding your own place along it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess it's also, you know, if you are a bit confused about it, uh, maybe do a quick Google mm. search. There's some There's great resources on Scarlet Teen as well yes, if you want to hit them up. Definitely. They're really good. So knowledgeable and give you such, um, you know, real advice that relates to young people. It's not some, you know, sort of 40-year-old who's written it because it's their job. Like these are – this website is run, I feel, by people who actually care about educating young people on all these issues of sort of um, identity, sexual identity, sex, educate, you know. And all gender that. identity as well. Yeah, exactly. Because it is – you know, and it, it's been in the news a lot, which is um, possibly why you don't quite understand – you know, people are talking a lot about it but don't – possibly, you know, explain it. I think a lot of people are talking about it without understanding it from what we've seen at a political level. Yes, they are. Yeah. And and a lot of people are afraid of it as well, Mm. which is unfortunate because for people who are, um, you know, trying to work it out and trying to understand why they don't fit into these strict sort of um, societal regulations yeah. yeah they they don't understand you know why why they feel like they're doing something wrong and they're not they're not it's just that we need a better understanding of it so i think it's really important to have these discussions about gender identity and mm-hmm. stuff like that so yeah those are a couple of our questions so if you want to send us some of yours hop onto our tumblr uh the naughty rude show tumblr.com uh get on there like we said you've still got half an hour you've still got half an hour to send us the questions we could still exactly. answer them on this very program that's right Um, We're going to move on to our fourth topic for the night. And just before we do, a little bit of a content warning. Um, We're going to be discussing some uh, sexual assault and harassment. Uh, And so if that is triggering for you, um, just switch off the radio because, yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, come back in about five five or so minutes. Come back and join us then. And if this is bringing up any issues for you, you can always call 1-800-RESPECT. Uh, and they'll have people there to help you. They'll be on hand to have a bit of a chat with you as well. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to be talking about is stealthing. So this has been in the news a little bit recently. You might have heard about it on another youth radio station this week. Uh, hack. Hack on <laughs> yeah. unnamed radio station. Um, yeah. <laughs> and-
And basically, the act of stealthing is the idea of how someone having sex, so basically having sex with someone with a penis uh, who's using a condom and they take it off while they're having sex with you without telling you, without uh, asking your permission. Yeah, and I think um, the reason behind this they've found, like sort of interviewing people and doing a bit of research into it, is it's kind of like a show of um, male dominance and power during sex. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit messed mm. when I heard about this. I, you know, it's um because, because like the the whole thing with um, putting on a condom before sex is a little bit awkward anyway, but also very necessary. Um, it, you know, protects you against getting pregnant and um, some very nasty STIs, um, you know, and potentially really dangerous diseases. So this idea that um, sort of this power is being taken away with you without you realising is, um, yeah, it's not good. I mean, the long and short of it is if you have to hide something from your partner while you're having sex with them, it is the wrong thing to be doing. Yeah. If they would say no to it, it is sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, if you have not asked them and they have not consented to it, it is sexual assault. That's what this is. They're really, you know, I mean, I've heard it being talked about as a phenomenon, but no one really seems to be comfortable using that word, but that's what it is. Yeah, that's right. And it's right. wrong. And I, and I think it's also been perpetuated um, quite a lot um, online. It's, you know, and there's, you know, like websites like Reddit. Uh, um, you know, Reddit, Reddit's an interesting place. You know, it's... Um, it's pretty good a lot of the time. There just happens to be some douchebags on there, which sucks. Yeah, and um, I, I feel like, you know, this... I don't know for sure. Has it? Have you heard anything more about it? Has about it been? Stealthing. Yeah. Yes, actually. A couple of people in my um, kind of social networks have been posting about it and how mm. it happened to them. And I think, unfortunately, because we do live in a world where some people are jerks yeah. um, who do this to the people they're having sex with, it's really important to kind of have some strategies to potentially protect yourself. Yeah. So it is really important, if you can, to check that your partner is wearing a condom, if that's what you have asked them to do, if that's the kind of agreement you've had, you can just kind of have a bit of a feel yeah. um, and just double check. And even if that's just to check if the condom's staying on too, because mm. sometimes it slips off and that sucks. Um, yeah, that's and so right. just to kind of check on that regularly, ask them if they've put it on um, and double check. And if you do find that they've taken it off, you are absolutely within your rights to stop right there if you feel safe to do so. Yeah, and because, leave. yeah, and the thing, like, the thing we really want to push here is that it is always okay to say no mm. um, if you feel uncomfortable. And the thing is, you know, if you've entered into this agreement that you are going to wear a condom during sex and they've gone against this and removed it without your consent... And that's not okay. You know, they obviously don't um, have the respect that you want or need from them to do that. So, And they could also be putting you at risk. And if you do right. feel at risk too, for instance, if you don't feel safe to kind of say stop, just say you have to quickly run to the bathroom or you're going to be sick yeah, or something like that's that. that's right. And yeah. you can just get out of there and you can quickly grab, hopefully, if you can quickly just grab your clothes yeah. and if, if your bag, um, if you can, and just get out of there if you feel unsafe because it's not it's not worth sticking around and you are in no way obliged to stick around either if someone's yeah. going to do that to you. That's okay. But also, I, I don't know, if, you're, if you are a, a person with a penis out there... Don't do it. Um, and also, if you've, if you've heard about your friends bragging about this, tell them it's not okay because it's definitely not and it's not something funny or like a way to prove your power while you're having sex because, you know, we, we've, you know, the message out there about rape and consent is, um, you know, it's been drilled into it. Um, hopefully, oh, I don't know. Hopefully enough, but you know this sort of this new thing that sort of popped up. Um, just 
tell each other that it's not okay and it's not a way to treat someone if you if you want to have sex with them. Anyway, if this has brought up any issues for you um, in this segment, anything at all, just um, give 1-800-RESPECT a call. They're really great. You can talk through any issues to the sexual assault or um, harassment. Um, we're going to go to a song now. I'm going to throw to a, a bit of a victorious <laughs> track if you've ever been on a victim, I suppose, of stealthing or any other kind of, you know, any of this behaviour. I guess this one's a little bit for you. It's called it's called Death to the Lads by the Smith Street Band. Maggie and I thought this might be a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a, pa- a power ballad. It's a power ballad. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. For those of us that have kind of been on the receiving end of this sort of pretty douchey behaviour. So yeah. the Smith Street Band with Death to the Lads, you're on Sin Nation with The Naughty Rude Show. No sex for Ben there on Sin Nation. And the one before that was Death to the Lads by the Smith Street Band. And just a quick note, if you are listening to that, we don't literally mean Death to the Lads. Look, not all lads, I not think, is what we, we want to We're say quite there. a fan of the lads. We so. like the lads. If you're a lad that is respecting everyone, yeah. good for you. That's the kind of lads that we like. That's not right. death to any lads like that. Yeah, um, that's right. And thanks for joining us on the Naughty Rude Show. Uh, I'm Claudia. I'm here with Maggie. Hello. Uh, and we've, we've been talking all things naughty and rude this evening. Yeah. Sex, relationships, drugs, growing up, all that fun stuff. We've covered a lot of ground tonight. And, so um, much. So... We're going to move on to um, the art of the one-night stand Mm -hmm. because I I feel like as you sort of, I don't know, increase your sexual repertoire, if you (laughs) put it like that. Mm, It's how you're collecting. (laughs) Like, yes, when I, you know, collected this experience to put on my shelf in my sexual repertoire. That's right. Um, The one-night, I think... You know, you're gonna you're gonna come across the one night stand if that's your thing um, at some point in your life, and they are a little bit tricky to navigate because you know the whole idea of a one night stand is they're you know spontaneous and casual and fun, but and like most things that are supposed to be spontaneous and casual and fun are literally aren't. the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first of all, where do you find these one night stands? Because everyone talks about them, but you know, if you, it's often when you're not looking for one. That's when they rock up, and it's always when you've never, you haven't shaved your legs, yeah. you haven't had a shower, and then all of a sudden some sex god's eyeing you up, and you're like, my God, mum was right. I should have had better personal hygiene on a more regular basis. That's exactly right. So, where, Claudia, tell me, where do you find them? Where do you track them down? Well, I think there's a number of options for the modern sex haver. Yeah. Um, obviously, we were chatting a little bit before about apps. So, you've got your Tinders, you've got your Bumbles, you've got your Field. Mm. Uh, Grinder, Grinder, of course. It's yeah. a very good one. I wow, Grinder is an active app. Like if you think Tinder is a bit of a, I don't know to put it nicely. <laughs> Look, if you think Tinder fest. is a bit of a bank fest, exactly. If you think it's a bit of a bank fest, my God, have you got another thing coming to you if you hop on Grinder? Um, <laughs> um, another one's a uni party. Oh, there are always people who oh. want to get down at a uni party. I've never seen yeah. more re- people ready to have sex I mean, in when, their lives. When people say young, dumb and full of cum, they weren't kidding because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was very crass, but, you know, no, tell you me look, I'm wrong. Look I, look, I couldn't. Like, fact check, you're correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uni parties, everyone, everyone's a little bit stressed because they've probably got four mm-hmm. essays they need to write that's due tomorrow, but <laughs> here they are at this uni party. Ready to um, bone. Exactly. And, I mean, you know, just 
always start off with, hey, what are you studying? Oh, perfect. And then all of a sudden it turns into, you're studying me in my bed. Um, But of course, as always, as we were saying before, please remain respectful uh, of everyone. And safe. And safe. Respectful and safe. No groping. No being creepy. Just keep it, you know... Like, yes, there's a lot of people there that are going to want to have sex. It's not going to be everyone. Just, yeah. just keep it to a nice, respectful. And this is goes That's for right. wherever you are. Yeah. But speaking of wherever you are, there's always the standard pickup joints, bars, clubs, you oh, know, yes. wherever really. But at the same a time. Dark, a dark space with loud music. Perfecto. Um, yeah, you know, the, the tunes are pumping, you're pumping. Mm-hmm, you're ready. Like, again. That's yeah. that phrase that you use before me is still very apt. You are the dancing queen and um, you're looking for your... Also, dancing queen or dancing king. I don't know. Whatever. Your dancing partner. <laughs> dancing um, partner. That's, that's but I mean, then again, too, like if you've got the confidence, you could just strike up a convo with someone on the train and end up going home with them as long as it's safe. Um, you know, I, knew, I read a story about a girl once who literally was in a chicken shop and started a convo just with the guy behind, like it behind her in line around the corner from her house. Ten minutes later, in the bone zone. Holy shit. Amazing. I have so much respect for people because you, you hear about these mythical creatures who are like, yeah, yeah, no, we just met at a bookstore. I'm like, mm. who has the confidence to strike up a conversation just with a random person? I, but you know yeah. what's even more impressive about That's the chicken really shop, nice. though, is that you're full. And it's hard to have sex on a full stomach. And you've just eaten like a greasy, disgusting meal as well. Yeah, it's not like in one of those health commercials where you're suddenly like ready to run around on a beach in white. Yeah, it's not one of those situations. You've both just finished off your health food smoothies. No, no, no. No, no. You've just smashed like a greasy packet of like that's made you feel like the humid equivalent of a bin. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you're off to bone. That's really impressive. Yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? So, I mean, there are many places you can um, do it, but there is a bit of an art to picking up. How are you you confident? Like, how do you – where does your confidence come from, Maggie, when you're ready to get in, as I said, get in the bone zone? I mean (laughs) – uh, you know, you're probably not talking to the best person when it comes to converts. Because with me, my technique is always just like talk to them long enough for it just to like be assumed that it's going to happen, yes. and then and then all of a sudden, boom, you're together. That's yeah. you, know, you you you're macking on. It is what it is. There's kind of like a short like interval, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I always I always go for the like the sneaky sort of brush on like mm-hmm. a, a body part <laughs> like not just any body part no, no, like, like a leg or a leg an yeah. arm or a leg or whatever <laughs> not just the chin or something <laughs> the ear <laughs> just They're a casually caressing their stomach a, car- <laughs> a caress of their ankle oh um, beautiful <laughs> lovely so I, isn't that how you pick up i don't know no i actually just like to caress their ankle and read them some poetry that i've just written on the spot <laughs> so i guess you've got to, what i'm saying is you've got to read the situation if it looks like it might happen um and they aren't game just just bloody go for it just make you make you move um and they'll probably be impressed they'll probably be relieved honestly they're probably into you if they're if they're feeling it they'll probably be into you and and the other thing is in these types of situations you know like a bar or club or at a uni party or whatever if the person doesn't want this to happen they usually move on fairly quickly Mm. Because everyone's kind of in, you know, not everyone, as we were saying before, is in the mood. But, like, you know, you kind of, you, you get a vibe fairly quickly, whether, like, they're into it or not. There's no room for mucking about. Yeah, that's right. Um, but there is, like, also, you know, sort of picking up tips. Um, 
It's been, you know, those like pickup artists that are on the internet. <laughs> yeah, That's my and they, reaction to that. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, so one of their main techniques is negging, and this is more like, um, like if you're a guy trying to pick up a woman, negging. If you haven't heard of it before, is where you insult the woman. In really like low key insidious ways. It's for instance, if I was to yeah. say to Maggie, for instance, if I was trying to hit on her in a club, yeah. Oh, Maggie, you have such nice eyes. They'd be so much nicer if you had blonde hair, for instance, something like that. Yeah. So like you insult, you compliment them, but then like undermine that compliment with an insult, and so it's like, oh, you're being, oh, wait, oh, what? Yeah. And so it's kind of like you just confuse them. It's and, just rude. Yeah. Don't ever sleep with someone like that, please. No. And don't ever be that person because no one likes that guy. Exactly. Like literally no one. Um, so don't be that person. And I have a question exactly. for you, Maggie. Yeah. On on the topic of picking up, on the topic of confidence, winking. <laughs> Is it sexy or not sexy? What's your take? Um, look, personally, if someone, if you feel like you're a confident winker, and you can do it. And you can do it. And just like no, but you know, if you if you can just slot it into your conversation and make it look really hot, go for it. Because I don't. Yeah, I think I'd definitely be seduced by a confident winker. Me, on the other hand, it takes quite a bit of like muscle movement and like a full face situation to like wink. Um, yeah. Which is definitely not sexy. It just—it's quite as funny. You don't want the reaction to be: Should I call an ambulance? <laughs> like, <laughs> are they having a stroke? stroke? I See, don't know. Like, yeah. I. How do you if, feel about it? On, in the course of my whole life, which is twenty years, twenty long years, twenty yes, well, literally, they're literally twenty long years. Yeah. So yes, that's my last name. Um, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That's funny. I've literally only ever been attracted to one winker. Mm. Um. Which Tell was, us about it. Well, this is the unfortunate thing, too. Yeah. It wasn't even in person because I have been winked at in person and I've had that reaction, which is, should I call, like, a doctor? Is this normal? <laughs> have you got conjunctivitis? <laughs> um, the only person I haven't had that reaction to is David Tennant playing the doctor <laughs> in Doctor Who, riding in in this episode called The Girl in the Fireplace. So he rides in through a mirror on yeah. a horse, winks. It's pretty impressive. And then saves the day. And that was the oh, only wow. time where I was like, hot damn. Yes, like, yes, David. Yes, David. David, like do it again, David, kind of thing. Every other time, I've been like, "How do you, how do you feel about winking over text?" Oh, that's so much better. Because to you, be honest, yeah. I prefer the smirk emoji. Oh, smirk emoji is definitely in the twenty yeah. first, in the you know, twenty first century. Well, I suppose it's, they're all in the twenty first century, but in the decade that we're currently in, I don't actually know the proper name for I was, it. I was synced. I loved it. Um, <laughs> in the decade that we're currently in, I would say the smirk emoji, 110% the sexy emoji. Yeah. Like, it's such a, like, because, smirky, Yeah, because winking, winking like, could be, like, a bit of a joke. Yeah, I always it's a joke it one as, now because yeah. it's smiley. It's not, like, Yeah, it's, like, oh. fun and happy. Yeah, but the smirk is, like... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm what are you talking to you about right it? now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a bit, like, you know, fit. Like, yeah, it's very, like, you know, it's very forward. Yeah, it is. And you know exactly what they mean. There's no misconstruing. Nah. Nah. You know, I've known someone who literally would send that as their booty call. Like, it would not, yes. no other, no I other love words that. or emojis. That would be it. That's so great. And they got light. Yes. I know. I was yes. like, That's up there with the chicken. Actually, no. That's the, up there with the chicken shop, but the chicken shop still wins. It, it definitely wins. Um. So... 
then we get to the morning after. So, like, you've done your courting. You've got you've seduced them. You've done the deed. Um, if you're a confident winker, the wink might have done it. <laughs> Who <laughs> Look, knows? If you are, can you send us your tips, please? Like, yeah. I need to know them. Not that I'm much of a winker myself. And you can send those tips to thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com. Um, there's an ask tab there. And uh, you could submit any questions or queries you might have about sex relationships, all the naughty stuff that we've been talking about tonight. Um, but, so, you've seduced the person you want to sleep with, but then you get to the morning after, which, you know, we've all heard, you know, like, you know, there's like the image of the girl leaving the apartment with the messy hair and the shoes in her hand, makeup everywhere, on her way home, the walk of shame, which I which I actually don't like. I hate I, that phrase. I, I think it's the the walk of pride yeah, because everyone, bloody everyone yeah. bloody, I did it the other week what and everyone on that train knew that I'd been laid the night before. Like it was, I felt so good. I played Beyonce the entire way home. Yeah. I was like, I, fuck yeah. Um, exactly. It's so no, anyway. No shame in it. Absolutely <laughs> um, So the morning after, um, you know, there might be one of two reactions. You You find out you actually, I don't know. But I guess it's we're talking about a one-night stand. We don't want to complicate things yeah. here. If it's a one-night stand, you've yeah. found out that you want them to leave your house Yeah, uh, at some point. Yeah. And that said, you might want to see them again for casual sex. Mm. Like, So there is a kind of space there where you can be like, oh, you know, last night was fun. Like, yeah. here's my number if you want to do it again. Yeah, but, And leave it up to them. But you need to sort of like move it on fairly quickly, yeah, exactly. I think. So, so, if you're, so if you're at your own home, which is a bit awkward, um, you can pretend you have somewhere to go. Only um, if they're not leaving of their own volition, of course. Exactly. If they're kind of sticking around and expecting something else, you just you just make up an excuse. You're like, oh, look, my, you know, my I've got auntie. a hair appointment. Yeah. Exa- yeah. It mm. can be as basic as that. And then when they still don't leave, you get ready with them and walk them out the door. And if you don't have anywhere to go, which you probably don't, because you might be a bit hungover or so I don't know if something something else might be going on there. Just walk around the block or like you know just somewhere else. Just yeah, yeah just go get to, them the, to park. the nearest trade station or something. Yeah, just drop them drop them off and say goodbye. <laughs> like sayonara. Yeah, exactly. Friend. Um, and also that said, you don't have to kick them out straight away. They might want breakfast, and this is a conundrum. Like mm. modern etiquette wise. You know, what do you offer? What do you make them? Toast? Is toast too little? Is a toast and egg too much? Like, see, this is the thing. Dry wheat mix? Maggie, <laughs> you know me fairly well. Yeah. And you know that when I cook, I don't go halfway. Oh, no, not at all. And like, anyone who's stayed at my house could attest that probably that I've, you know, been able to put up with for more than 10 minutes who's stayed over would say, yeah, Claudia fucking loves cooking up a big, like, breakfast <laughs> the or platter, dinner. The platter comes out. The tea <laughs> yeah. set comes out. Yeah, so... Look, to be honest, when I say people that stay over, I literally just mean you. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so... What do you make? Yeah, I I think that toast is acceptable. I think like a quick bite to eat. I mean, it also depends on the situation. Like it, it really depends on the situation. Like, you know, if there's a bit of banter going back and forth, um, I guess it's fine to – but I mean maybe leave it at eggs. Like eggs is the limit because yeah. they don't – eggs don't take long to cook. Mm. Um, so if you quickly fry up a couple of eggs – Chuck them on a couple of pieces of toast. I think that's fine. I think cereal is a little bit stingy, unless they have a serious aversion to toast or something. That's weird. Cereal is weird and unseemly to eat. 
in front of another person who you've just boned with. Sorry. It's a bit married. Like, it's a bit like, you know, a marriage marriage couple, marriage couple, a married couple, couple. you know, where you like pass bits of the newspaper to each other as you slurp your cereal. You know, I just. That's quite lovely. Yeah, but not for a one night. (laughs) Like, yeah. No, you're so right. Yeah. You don't read newspapers with your one night stand, do you? No, you definitely don't. Um, And when you do, so after you've cooked them breakfast and you're saying goodbye to them, we're. Whether it be saying goodbye to the door, whether you have to drop them off at the train station because <laughs> they so haven't gotten sad. the message. Yeah. Um, um, what, getting their number. Like, do you do it? Do you not do it? I reckon a good way to do it is just give them yours and if they want to catch up, they can. If they yeah. don't, that's not your problem. It was a one-night stand. And, it's I mean, done. I – you know what? I don't think – I know it's a little bit sneaky – but if you're really not feeling it and they're kind of hassling you about it, just give them a fake number. Oh, yeah, go for it. Please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not hurting anyone. No, and they'll they'll get it. They'll yep. they'll work it out fairly quickly. Yep. So, yeah. I think I think we've done a pretty comprehensive that guide. That was such a con- like comprehensive Yeah, perfect. Honestly, yeah. if you've got any suggestions though, as always, send them to our Tumblr. Um, but we're going to go to a track now. This is the very appropriate Lover to Lover by Florence and the Machine. You are on Sin Nation with the Naughty Rude Show with Claudia and Maggie. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about hair. I was going to make a terrible pun and say it's a hairy topic. Oh, I wish you had. That's such a good... I'm such yeah. a, honestly, I'm going to be such a good dad one day. Um, <laughs> anyway, you are on Sin Nation with the Naughty Rude Show. This is Lover to Lover by Florence and the Machine. Hey there, you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Um, that one right there was Do You Wanna by The Kooks. What a banger. It's such a banger, isn't it? We were literally oh. dancing. I'm sorry to like break the illusion for everyone. Having a we bit of a dance party. We were having a bit of a dance just then. Maggie, yeah. who's actually had a broken ankle for a little while, was doing <laughs> particularly impressive moves, can I just say. With one leg. I just kind of was hopping around the room while I... Um, yeah. No, honestly, man, like that was some impressive movement. Thank like, you so much. Should give um, give a couple of the dance companies a ring and see. Thank you. you know, yeah. Like. Um, so we've been talking about tonight, um, sort of all things naughty and rude. We're moving on to our final segment for this evening, um, pubic hair. <laughs> yes. Also, so essentially, the reason we're talking about pubic hair is because Cosmo actually did the Cosmo in, in America, mm. not Australian Cosmo, did a bit of a survey. Um, about how people like to groom their pubic area. Yeah, and like what opinions were in like male and female opinions on pubic hair as well. Um, so yeah. got a quick clip from um, Sex in the City, our favourite show. Yes, and it's actually, this is from the Sex in the City movie and we think, just take a listen and see what you think. Jesus, honey, wax much? What? I didn't know I was going to be wearing a bathing suit. What are you talking about? I forgot to wax. Since when? 1998? I've had other things on my mind. I could be on death row and not have that situation. Look, I don't mean to be crude, but can Samantha fuck off? Yeah, I, <laughs> like, for a show that was all about, I mean, that was a movie, but for a TV show and a movie that was all about, you know, this groundbreaking thing that was talking about women's sexuality and, you know, the, like the idea of a cosmopolitan woman, um, you know, who had a career and enjoyed sex and didn't wasn't scared of talking about it. It's a pretty off thing to say. It's just rude too. See, this is the thing that gets me. Like, do, like, and this is in real life, not just in Sex and the City, mm. do what you like with your own hair, be it on your pubes, yeah. your underarms, your legs or your head. Yeah. Don't tell anyone else But also, to do with also this. with that scene in particular – 
it's you know promoting the idea of women policing other women and sort of projecting these ideas of like societal expectations. Use that line a lot tonight, but it is. It's you know like this idea of um, you know women shaming other women because they feel insecure. Like I, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And also, like I mean, I think a couple of men are prone to this too. And in fact, yeah. in this Cosmopolitan survey, apparently forty percent of men have asked their partner to change their pubic hair. Have they not got other things to think about? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that there's more important things to be focusing on. Like in the scheme of things, you don't see it that often. Yeah. So um, it's interesting because in this survey they found that 10% of men and 6% of women just leave it natural. Yeah. So they just let it do its own thing. Um, 17% of men and 57% of men, I mean women, sorry. So 50%, so over half of women compared to under a quarter of men have it bare. Yeah. Which, you know, again, do what you like. But Maggie, can you imagine the itching of that situation? That's what gets me. Yeah. So that's why I could never do it because, like, so itchy. Regrowth. I, yeah, the <laughs> regrowth and it's just like – and then it's a bit weird for a while. Like, it's in this, like, weird sta- – I don't know. I just – and I, I don't like to commit to things very often and going fully bare is just – just feel a bit exposed. Would you ever do a shape? Because that was a thing in the mid-2000s, was a shape thing, which is even weirder <laughs> in my opinion, like a picture if, book. If <laughs> I started, okay, so if like me and my partner got undressed and then I realised that their pubic hair had been groomed into a specific, like a, um, what's it called, topiary? Topiary, yes. Yeah, that kind of situation. I'd be very taken aback. I, I don't think I'd say anything, but I'd just internally be like whoa that's unnecessary could they do like like a word or a slogan (laughs) is that a thing that could happen i would love that like what words what words do you reckon people would pick um hot (laughs) (laughs) it'd be like do you remember when vajazzling was a trend too Um, but it's also like a cost thing as well. So it is more common. So with this survey, you were saying 40%. So it's 40% of men ask their partners to change it in comparison to 23% of women. Um, so Cosmo did sort of a breakdown of like the cost of doing this. So if a woman spends $10 each month on pubic hair grooming between the ages of 18 and 30, so that's... I, I guess that's looking at whether they use a disposable razor, like they do it themselves. Because I, I don't. It's definitely not ten dollars to wax. No um, way. To wax. It's like fifty-five dollars plus to get a Brazilian. Um, and I, I'm not sure whether I, I think it's around the same for a man to get. Probably there'd yeah. probably be more hair there. In fact. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the total cost would be one thousand four hundred forty dollars. Um, if they spent twenty dollars, the total cost would be two thousand eight hundred eighty dollars. Um, so, yeah, and then during the same period, a man buying an electric trimmer would probably spend less than $200, even if he had to replace it several times. Um, so, that's that's a bit of an interesting statistic, especially because, you know, their partner's actually asking them to trim this pubic hair, and it's costing so much money. See, do you reckon you could use nail scissors or anything like that? Because trimmed is quite common among men. So, 69% of men mm. have trimmed pubic hair compared to a quarter of women, mm. which seems like the easiest, most effective one, because at least, like, you're keeping it neat. Yeah. But you're not, like, getting rid of everything. Yeah, I see. Would that I, be cost-effective, do you reckon? I think so. I reckon. I reckon you could just get the nails. But, but I mean, I don't know. You also don't want to, like, 
cut anything. That's it's like a true. safety That's thing. It's a safety thing. I mean, yeah. my, the one that I'm really fascinated with in this study is other. I want to know what other is. So 5% of women yes. and 3% of men are other. Is this the vajazzles in our society? <laughs> like, where are you? Where are you? And can you tell us? Like, what are you still sticking on there? Is it still like the Playboy logo? Is it and still where, like where a do crown you go? Where do they go to get vajazzled? Like, is, just got a spotlight. Are they pick <laughs> up some, like, do your own? Is, I, is, reckon, I reckon there's an online store. Like, there are so many online, like, eBay sellers out there, like, dedicated to selling we vajazzling products. We should Google this. In fact, do you reckon that some people who, in like, you know, still go in for vajazzling, is there a, a <laughs> is there a male version? And B, do you remember that scene in Mean Girls where Karen puts, like, a Diamante K on her chest? Yeah. And because she's looking in the mirror, it actually goes on backwards. Oh. Do you reckon that's something that still happens to people when they're busy, like, vajazzling? Especially because be- you'd be using a hand mirror too or something, yeah. surely. Why would backwards you- letters. <laughs> pretty <laughs> <funny>. graphics. <laughs> oh, I'd be pretty dear. upset if I went to the effort of vajazzling myself. Yeah. Anyway, we're not, talking about, we're not talking about vajazzling. Instead of hot, it'd be toe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so another thing they looked at was the health aspects to it. So doctors and medical experts um, say that pubic hair grooming doesn't actually promote cleanliness, um, and I think this is where a lot of people get mixed up. They think if there's no hair there, it's you know it's going to be cleaner because it's easier to clean, but that's not actually the case. Like pubic hair actually protects sensitive skin and traps bacteria. I'm quoting the article, by the way. Um, before they enter the vagina. So when it's removed, vaginal irritation can be more common. That sucks. Yeah. How That's annoying so unsexy. Is that? Exactly. Yeah. No, it really is unsexy. And I also, I don't know, it's kind of like a courtesy thing. I've, like, I've had this conversation with a few of my friends and they say like, um, so for a lot of girls, you feel pressured to shave your pubic area because that's kind of what we've seen like in the media and all of that kind of stuff especially in porn like women never have pubic hair in porn um but with guys it's kind of like a courtesy thing you know it's like if they don't trim it then it's a bit disgusting but i don't know what do you think i personally is i mean i obviously don't want to tell anyone what to do with their hair but i am of the opinion that it is nice to keep it neat if you can natural is if natural means neat for you, then that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you happen to be a bit more hairy or it gets tangled or, you know, it's getting caught in your partner's teeth, for mm. instance, um, or coming out a lot in, you know, when they're, for instance, going down on you or something, it's probably best just to, yeah, like give that a bit of a trim if you can. Um, but the main important thing I would say is to just have a shower. Yeah. Please, just- for the love of God. God, have yeah. a shower and give it a wash instead. Because that will make a nothing, much bigger difference. Oh my goodness. There, there is, is nothing worse. There's nothing worse than smelly, smelly junk. And on that note, <laughs> uh, thank you for what joining us for the Naughty Room Show this evening. What a way to end your Sunday night. Sleep well, guys. Um, <laughs> but thank you, honestly, thank you so much for joining us on the Naughty Room Show um, on Sin Nation. It's and been a, a blast. What a wild ride it has been. We've covered so many topics. If you missed out, if you're only just tuning in now, we've gone from bloody giving advice on how to have sex while your parents are in the house mm-hmm. to... What else? Eco-sexuality. We talked about heaps just then. We've really covered heaps. So you can catch up on our podcast at syn.org.au. You can also catch up with our Tumblr, 
stay connected with us during the whole week. Yeah. We're not just here on Sundays. We're here 24-7 on the internet. We, yeah, we are. And we have a Twitter account as well. It's at The Naughty Rude Show. It's as simple as that. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and hopefully we'll catch you next week. Excellent. See you then. <laughs> Thanks. <Bye. laughs> um, and to, sorry, to um, end the show, we're going to play a song by Madonna. The so qu- triumphant. The queen herself. Um, express yourself. Here Thanks for listening. Is. Bye. You can listen to The Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous.